want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Mickey on Lou and Mickey's coming to you live from San Diego. I'm here with Carmela and Nicolette, and we're going to talk about pasta. No, this is Pete Moore. We're on Halo Talks NYC on location, San Diego, with my two best friends who happen to be related from the Tahoe area. We're going to talk about Kaya Fit. We're going to talk about being fast friends. We're going to talk about educating and growing the industry and turning the Kaya Fit franchisees into the biggest badass players on the planet. Welcome to Ooh. my show. Oh, yeah. Mickey. Mickey and Louie. Mickey and Louie. Louie. Anyway. <laughs> All right. We are really here with Mickey and, and Coral. We're going to talk about Kaya Fit. We're going to talk about saving the planet, saving people, and changing lives from gymnastics to snowboarding to fitness to biotech. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's, Let's start. Let's do it. Let's dive in. Let's start now. All right, here we go. So, Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Pete. Amazing. Honored we to be here. We met at a BFS event a while ago in some interesting loft that was, I think, somebody's apartment that turned into a social event. And, uh, and then I gave you guys all the content for your trip home. Now you're riding electric, so you gotta you gotta stop every two hours. So I <laughs> just feed you guys yes. podcasts on every one of your truck stops. We need you. Takes a long time to save the earth. Yeah, it does. So we'll do it. We'll do it together. Nikki, tell us about why you started Kaya Fit and why you've been in the industry and devoted your life to this. Uh, well, that's a long story, but I'll make that long. We story got plenty short. of time. I, I, I got unlimited data. Yeah, so we started out in gymnastics. We had a couple gymnastics facilities and just watching the kids play and love and just loving the, just being enamored with their bodies. And then you look over at the bench and you find the moms and you find these women who just have lost their passion for fitness, lost the passion to play and music and just really feel alive. And so Coral and I, instantly knew we had a calling and that calling was to help children as well and how do you help children you help women and how do you help communities you help women and so what we did is we were always have been high level coaches coaching not just fitness fitness nutrition movement mobility all of that taking it in and really looking at individual women and helping them uniquely find what makes their body thrive and what makes them happy. So we started, uh, we actually live in South Lake Tahoe, but we, our gymnastics facilities are in Nevada. And we started with just two locations in ours and the women were just instantly getting incredible what, what results. What was the name of the, the gymnastics location? Tumbleweeds Gymnastics. Tumbleweeds, yeah. are they still called yeah, tumbleweeds? Yep, they're still going strong. 
Okay, and then, then let's pause there for a second and talk about Kaya Fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Kaya, so we started the women's fitness, which right. was Kaya. Yeah, so in our two gymnastics facilities, it just started growing organically, naturally. But women. It, was like, it, was like a, it was like a studio inside of it, right? Well, actually, no? it started out just in the gymnastics facility itself. So oh, the just women- Just as a program? Or? Yeah, as a program. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so they would come in and it was really functional fitness okay. at the very beginning, right? Yep. Back in 2009. And people just came in and would work out. But, you know, I, I hesitate with that work out because it really felt like play. And that's what the intention was. So yeah. we first, our programming, um, we developed a coach training because we knew if we were going to scale, the most important thing is that we weren't just like out there teaching like group classes. We wanted real coaches to understand like how women's bodies worked. So we started with our coach development program. So mm -hmm. we started with a certification. We started certifying coaches and then, yeah, please. Were they allowed to work at other locations or do they have to work at your locations? It, just at ours. Okay, Yeah. Gotcha. So, yep, so it started, so our coaching certification is uh, Kaya Fit Coaching. So, when you get certified, you coach at Kaya locations. Now, it's not to say that our yoga teachers don't teach other places, things like that, but in general, our certification is really uh, to ignite and help understand our mission, our philosophy, our coaching philosophy, mm -hmm. and re how to get real lasting results with fitness, nutrition, community results. Got it. So, Carl, to bring you into the conversation here, are you ready? As I'll ever be. Awesome. So this started out, I understand, because we had dinner the other night at Louis Mickey's. And I understand that the gymnastics center was built basically because you wanted to do gymnastics. Yeah. Is that correct? So all this kind of spawns out of your desires to be a gymnast. And how did that kind of turn that into something that now you're a part of, even though you have a medical profession as well? Well, really, I mean, everything just starts from this woman's, like, I swear, she's just got rainbows and unicorn juice just spewing everywhere. So, I mean, there was nothing that we couldn't do. Like, we, anything that we couldn't afford, she ended up coaching. So uh, she knew that she had a real tall, clumsy human being on her hands, so she needed to learn how to fall, started to do gym gymnastics. And in order to afford that, she had to coach it. And mm -hmm. so once she coached it, there's nothing that she doesn't do that's 100%. So then, of course they wanted her to buy it. So then she started her own gymnastics. Those little tots became big kids. They started to compete and then it mm -hmm. just kind of continued from there. So, and then again, very grassroots with Kaya as well. Everything that she does, she does 100%. And again, someone came up and was like, you should do this. And yeah. so. That's awesome. And it's yeah. great that mother, daughter, you guys work together and building something special. One question for you. When you think about franchising, when you started thinking about franchising, you know, your model is really unique because you've got gymnastics and you've got people, you know, that don't want to drop their kids off and then come pick them up. And then you've got adults and women that are waiting around. So you're basically trying to optimize their, my friend always says, what's your return on time? So like, okay, I have a 45 minutes or an hour and I'm going to actually devote this to myself instead of just being a spectator and chit-chatting with other parents that I don't really, is not the best use of my time. As you thought about a franchise, and you said, hey, this is working like in combination with each other. Why did you not franchise a, a gymnastics and an adult programming kind of like intertwined? 
You know, that's such a great question. Thank and you. That's why I do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're you know? so good at it. Well, so, I don't um, even know if I'm good yet because yeah. we're only like seven minutes. <laughs> but please, just step up to the mic a little bit closer so you can hear it. You this, got it. These words of wisdom that are about to come out. So when Play we were looking... Play some music. Okay, no. Are you going to sing for us? <laughs> oh, no, I was going to play like an instrumental. Oh. I mean, okay. I can sing. What do you want to play? Uh, not sure. Do you like Les Mis? Yes. I do like Les Mis. Oh, you did? Let's hear it. Empty chairs at empty tables. And my friends, they drink no more. Okay, let's hear the words of wisdom. Super <laughs> impressive. Super impressive. I love that album. So as, as we started to venture into the idea of franchising, yes. uh, if you are to franchise the idea of gymnastics along with Boutique Fitness, which is Kaya Fit, there's a lot of overhead, there's a lot of cost associated. And so what we wanted to do is simplify the model. Mm -hmm. So the, the what was easy to replicate, what was something that we found brought in the most change in human beings and in women in general was the coaches, the culture, the mission, the community, the nutrition. And so even though Kaya was built out of the, the idea of gymnastics, we were still able to keep that functional movement. We were able to still keep the spirit of fun, of gymnastics, of, of the great music, but in a smaller footprint. So mm -hmm. 2,500 square feet. But uh, on a standalone basis, yes, right? On a standalone basis, yeah. yes. So let me ask you this question um and this is probably part of like our strategic next dinner discussion of like hey what would be a great big opportunity for for kaya fit so we worked at one point can i tell you a story you got a second please, please. okay it's not about the passport I mean, I don't have a ton, but... it's not about the passport oh you're that no, busy we're here what, for you what your your itran is <laughs> itran's charging right now on a, a iphone plug into my laptop no, aren't you charging your electric car somewhere? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's yes. true. <laughs> yeah. Look, sometimes a lot of people don't listen to the podcast I listen to. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I talk to myself all the time. I never stop and say, like, what did you just say to me? It never happens. No, just keep never Fully in communication with myself, perfectly in motion. What I wanted to say is we were working on a Ninja Nation um, obstacle course and they had 20,000 square feet. And all the parents would come and they would stand on the mezzanine and they would watch their kids on the obstacle course. So we said to the guy, hey, why don't we have a fitness center up here so people can use their time more wisely instead of chit-chatting, put like 12 ellipticals up here and like five treadmills, let them watch their kids, but actually work out. And then they, it's better for everyone, right? Yes. So would an opportunity be to go to these gymnastics, go to these obstacle courses, go to these rock climbing gyms, go to these, you know, kids facilities. There's like indoor soccer where you can say, hey, look, you don't know how to run this type of operation. I know the demo of who's dropping their kids off. I'm going to work inside of your location because I know you have the traffic already. And I know parents want to hang out with their kids for a lot of different reasons, especially we don't have to talk about some of the safety or paranoia that people have, right? But a lot of people with all the crazy gun shit that goes on in the world, like I'm not leaving my kids somewhere where I can stay. Right? I want to stay close. I don't want to watch the development of my child, my future child. 
So I told you that story last night, right? Keep referring. I feel like I'm gonna have to send people like footnotes of like, <laughs> yes. okay, when I get to, to, to many, four fifty one, we did four fifty one clip to the passport episode at JFK <laughs> in LAX. This is gonna be like make your own adventure is what we're gonna call this podcast. Love so it. my my point is, a lot of people want to stay. Yes, and right. I want and you have a solution that's already been kind of proven and built so would that be a channel instead of saying like hey i want to open up a kaya fit which is mm -hmm. awesome right but actually the best optimization of kaya fit is with traffic flow that's already happening in here and i can repurpose your space and i've got something that you can't just replicate yep well and especially with the database as well i mean we've we've talked about it a hundred times you know of like whether it, it's better for it to be a brick and mortar and have a standalone or whether it's not that we go into each domestic school because one you have the foot traffic too but you also have the database for all of your contacts you know right. um where we were when we first started it is definitely like the availability of you know we don't have the liquid to Started another gymnastics school with the X, Y, and Z. You know, we're, we're you say very, you build a corporate. You know, you don't want to build your own corporate location at or that take point. on debt or whatever. Yeah, right. I, at I, that totally point, understood. you know, and you know, we started. We franchised in 2009, so we're in a definitely we're in a different place at this point for sure. Right. And we're always open. We're always pivoting, and it's it's really just about like we continue to pivot every day of what is best for our community and our and our outreach. And a lot of times that is we go we constantly go back to thinking about having a gymnastics relationship, a karate right. relationship, you know, like. So I guess my point, and, and you guys were in my Halo Academy class, not to plug my own business school, but why not? <laughs> it's phenomenal. One of the things that, that I, that I, anytime I go into a club and, and I see dead space, I'm like, look, you got to really think about your revenue per square foot. You got to think about how I can drive traffic and actually not have Look, Starbucks changed every one of their locations, right? It used to be a place you hang out, you sit down. Now it's like a mobile order-taking delivery system, and their footprints are much smaller. If you're a health club operator or a gymnastics operator, you might have 60,000 square feet. Right. I need 2,500 mm -hmm. square feet mm -hmm. for Kaya Fit? Yes. Yeah, and, okay. Yep, and we can share. So the beautiful thing about that as well is that gymnastics facilities are typically dark in the hours that women like to work out. Exactly. So, so like I'm optimizing my space or even going to like, yes. we were talking the other day, two days ago with um, a, uh, a, a real estate investment group that owns a significant amount of uh, AMC theaters. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of health clubs, they've set up cardio theaters or cardio cinemas. I don't know if you've ever seen these. So you go into That's a room fun. and they tell you on the front what movie's playing or what music concert's playing. You go and you do your workout, it's on a huge screen. So I said to the guy, look, you own all these movie theaters. Not as many people are obviously going into movies. Take one screen or take two screens, take all the chairs out. Let's put like 60 spin bikes in there. Nobody goes into a movie from six to 10, unless maybe like, I don't know, Harry Potter, you know, has like an early morning special once every three years, right? Who goes to the movie? So I got all this parking. I got the, the best sound system. I got the best visuals. Yeah. And let's have an entrance like it's Kaya Fit at AMC Theaters in Hendersonville or whatever. Let's take one of those and let, let me help you generate some more so revenue. Good. So let's that. do something like that. So, so you got movie theaters, you got like Top Golf, you've mm -hmm. got places that might have an affinity to say, I'm not, I'm not generating the same amount of revenue. And also I got people standing around mm -hmm. and they're bored. And, and I feel like there's a huge, there's a, a big opportunity that maybe that's like, you've already done a great job here, okay? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Right? And I, so I'm just saying like, how do we take this and say like, let's catapult this thing or let's take it 
trampoline, if you will. Right. Let's trampoline this business into like, hey, I need 2,500 square feet. Right now, I tell you that 2,500 square feet is generating you negative revenue. Right. Right, because it's like you have to, op- there's yep. nothing going on there. Right. So let me give you like a starter kit. I'm going to bring in Kayafit. I'm going to market to people who are saying like, how do you want to spend the next 45 minutes? You want to stand around? You want to eat a pretzel? Or do you want to get a workout in? And that's why we love you so much. Is yeah, like okay, these let's do a, vir- we'll do a virtual hug right now. Okay, oh, awesome. Squeeze. And to our sponsor, Kleenex, tearing up. <laughs> let's keep going. So as you think about your, 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 a lot of people in franchising, you have to say no a lot of the time, whether it's, I don't think your location's gonna work. I don't think your city's big enough. I don't think you have a, a business background or I'm not comfortable with the interview we did. <laughs> if we could get someone who has multiple locations and franchising like a 10 pack or a 20 pack of, and, and put them into their current locations, that to me kind of takes this. Once you get over 50 locations in franchising, then you could really reinvest in the business. Yes. Because you get enough, you have enough revenue to, to, to have more personnel and systems. Mm-hmm place so i don't know if there was a question there was there i don't think there was was there a question i didn't hear it so just freestyle right now i like it so when you when you think about kaya fit and your best franchisees what are they doing what makes them different they're in the community so they're they're part of the community of their coaches they're part of the community that they live in so whether you are a full-time best efforts owner or you hire an amazing full-time best efforts manager. What does that mean, best efforts? So that's like you show up. It's your 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 working it's your day job. Yeah, you're okay. working. So whether you have an incredible manager, whatever it is, is it's that community connection with the clients, but not just in your studio, but in your community. So we really spend a lot of time, love, and effort into pulling the community that that we reside in. Because sure, we have 25 locations, but each location is building a strong community, is mm-hmm. building this, like wherever this Kaya Fit resides, the people that are part of it are out in the community, building a healthier community, building better children, building stronger families. And so what we know is the locations that are very healthy, Financially, revenue, community is their number one focus. It's yeah. getting out, knowing the people that you serve, knowing where they frequent, and inviting more people to frequent your mm-hmm. location via the community. So so you've seen, Carl, I'll go back to you for a minute here. You've seen Orange Theory hit hit workout. You've seen Pure Bar, seen Pilates. How do you, how do you articulate this is what Kaya Fit is, and here's like what you pull from each one of those modalities or what's the pro what's the dna of the program you know what at the beginning i was actually telling my mom i was like it's you're giving too much away like we have to be able to like do one thing and then upsell but really i mean kaya is just like a one-stop shop so it's it's meets everyone where they're at so we have depending on what workout it is we have strength balance and kaya and there so you can be a triathlete you can be off the couch and it encompasses everything from our hit workouts to bar yoga spin it's everything in one so how many and how many classes a day are going on it depends on location? it depends on the location okay. um, but there's normally at least 3 to 4 eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. pardon eight. yeah like yeah. 3 to 4 in the morning and like 3 to 4 at night mm-hmm. okay yeah Got it. 
And are you certifying everyone who's teaching those classes? Yep. Uh, at the at the panel level, you're doing that through uh, through corporate. Through corporate, and they do like video test outs, or what are they doing? So there's virtual and there's in person. So okay. of course we had to pivot a little bit during COVID. Yeah. Um, but there's a, a pre uh, test that they can take at any time, and then they have to do an in person to um, one to make sure that they drink the juice, they understand the Kiowa ways of life. Yeah. And um, and then also that obviously like, their techniques on on point. So I used to I, I invested in a company and we were doing franchising, um, and we grew too fast. We, we started selling franchises without fully appreciating or understanding, like, how does this business work and, like, what's the special sauce of the business? So when you do calls with franchisees or you share information on, like, here's, yeah, I don't know if you do this, you can tell us. A lot of groups right now in franchising are starting to put out, like, here's where you rank in new sales. Here's where you rank in attrition. Here's where you rank in total revenue. Here's, like, your KPIs. So when you think about that, what are the expectations of franchisees on, and there's certain things you can and can't say about profitability, but how many members do you want a studio to have? Obviously as many as possible, but what, what kind of is like, you know that that person's sleeping at night, you feel secure, they're like, hey, they've got a sustainable business and they're doing the right things. Yeah, with, with our like pre-sales, we open with 100. So sure. our pre-sales, we get to 50 pre-sales, then once we hit that 50 pre-sales, then our next focus is hitting that 100 by our grand opening. So once we hit the 100, pretty much, I mean, it's a pretty incredible ROI and business model. It's a very, um, as far as like fitness franchises, it's a low investment to come in and a quick ROI. So mm-hmm. right around 100, you're breaking even. And then we double that number within the first six months. And are you doing, um, what's, what's the average monthly fee for a membership? It just depends. We have like small Nevada towns, which are like 119 a month. And then in like the San Diego area is like 159 a month. So gotcha. yeah, reasonable. is that for unlimited? It's that is unlimited. And then we also have on demand. So the great thing and the easy upsell because women are very busy is that you can do all of these in studio classes, but your kiddo's sick. You're not feeling up to it. We live in the snow. If it's too right. snowy, then all you do is you pick up your phone, your computer, and you can have that same workout with your amazing coaches via live stream. And we also oh, have on stream. demand, live stream yeah. and, and on that's demand. part of the membership. Yes. So one of the interesting things that came up uh, when I was working on Orange Theory, first deal like seven years ago and started to like really understand their, their business model. So they get an average of 800 members mm-hmm. in their in their studios. Right. And I was like, how can they service 800 members? And then I realized that their unlimited memberships are limited. Right. And that is like the key to their business model because if they sold an unlimited membership at 169, I'm not saying your, your model should change. I'm just, I just want to point something out yes. for people listening that they say, look, we want you to come here eight times a month. We want you to come here twice a week. If you come here twice a week, like you are going to get results. You're going to feel your body change. And also we're going to have the capacity to have 800 members, which is going to allow me to generate X amount of revenue, X amount of, of return. And I want this to be a sales and marketing engine. Yours is more of a community relationship based and, you know, more of a safe place where that's more of like 
running a commercial enterprise here. Right. And it's going to be churn, and I might not know your name, but I know enough of people's names, and I'm just going to keep this going. So my question is, as you look forward, if somebody, if the average person comes eight times a month, mm-hmm. and even in gymnastics or, or ninja, like there, there were some ninja locations that said, I'm not doing an unlimited membership because my super user... I'm not giving them that big of a discount because they come like 25 times. Like their kid only wants to do Ninja, mm-hmm. right? So if I charge them $100, $200 and the drop-in fee is $20, I could get $500 out of that person because their kid wants to go there and that's that's what their desire and their hobby. Whereas if I gave them $159 unlimited, you know what, they're like taking advantage of me. Like they're coming in for like six bucks a, a, a visit, right? And, and when I realized that of Orange Theory, and I'm gonna stop talking, is that $20, every time that door swings open for a workout is $20, right? So as you think about like, what are you providing to your community? If I go, if I went to one of your locations in San Diego and I went every day, right, for 30 times, I'm paying like $5 a visit. That's gotta be worth at least $20 to me for all the, the reasons why I, you know, endorphins, I feel better, I'm stronger. You know, I'm a positive light, everything else. So I guess the question is, like, do you think in the future we should not have unlimited memberships or would you rethink the model? Or do you say, look, I want people to come in, I'm going to make money, we're going to make enough, we're going to get enough people here, and it's not about dollars per visit. I'm just asking you as a... Yeah, no, it's super smart yeah. questions, and I think that it is really important. And uh, one difference between, like, us and Orange Theory is we we tend to have more open space. Yeah, and I mean, so... so what we can do is we can have 30 women in a class. We can give them individual training in a group atmosphere. And so, and then we also have, so if they do come, you know, whatever, five times, six times a week, that it's not a problem because we also have yoga and saying you can fit 30 So you got enough 40. capacity yes. versus like. The only one yes. that's limiting is. There is a, yeah, mm-hmm. so there is a caveat to what I'm saying is that Orange mm-hmm. Theory has a certain amount of treadmills Tread, a certain right. amount of rowers and I can only fit Correct. 36 people in a class Correct. Right. I got you okay, and if we did open in like a smaller like Manhattan New York or something where the footprint is much smaller then that would definitely be the model that we would look at is unlimited being three days a week I think you know two days a week we do have a silver membership that's two days a week um, but in general if we had like a smaller footprint that really couldn't keep up with like those bigger class sizes, then I think that that is where where we would go for sure. Got it. Yeah. Makes sense. So between the two of you and anyone else on your team, when when someone does fill out an application to become a franchisee, you know, one thing I liked about CrossFit and licensing is they can say yes to everyone, Mm -hmm. right? There's no, like, you want to do this? Okay, just become certified and you can open up and use our name. Whereas in franchising, you say no. I used to work with the Gold's Gym. We say no 95% of the time. Right. Right. Territory's not available. We don't like your personal background we did a credit check a background check what have you um so how do you think about franchising because obviously both of you want to do good things you want to empower people you want to let people use your brand you're kind of flattered that oh you want to pay me to use my kai fit that's awesome like i would love for you to to do that at the same time you're like yeah near term that might be a good idea long term probably this thing's going to hit the rail so how do you think about without going into like being a fly on the wall think about like it's just not a right fit. Yeah, we love we love saying yes. And so, but what we do is we say yes and we can serve everybody in a different way. So 
very often, maybe opening up a franchise is not the path right then for that person, but we're able to say yes and like, let us help you start coaching. Let us help you become part of our community. Let us help you become, maybe dive into like our nutrition coaching program. So there's a lot of ways that we can say yes and baby step somebody in to really make sure that they're going to be successful in the actual like owning of a business, owning a franchise, coming into business management, doing all the things that they need to do. So, well, and really that mm-hmm. was a really steep learning curve for us because at the beginning when, you know, like this, we didn't go into this for making money at the beginning. You know, we came into this because we wanted to build our community yeah. and and so that was a steep learning curve, you know. At first it was like, sure. Yeah. Like you you have what Kaya has 100%, but then we quickly learned that you can't just love fitness. You can't just yeah. love your community. You have to be business minded. You have to be financially savvy. And so that was a really steep learning curve for us back in 2009. And since then, you know, like it's you, unfortunately and fortunately, like we, the more so, or I would say similarly so, like as the adi- like additive to our community, like we want growth and income for our franchisees, you yeah. know, like building an entrepreneur that will be successful just shows it just mirrors what we are and so we have to now we're a lot a lot more strenuous we have to say no a lot more often and yeah of course like we talk to them about nutrition and all the other things that they can do but in order to be successful like no one wants to be set up for failure yeah i mean one of the things that i think is important for the thousands of listeners who are listening to this (laughs) podcast right now it will be trust me i'm on i'm i drank the juice i'm ready yeah we're in is that if you are in, in franchising and you are a franchisor, you have to wake up every day and your customer is your franchisee. Mm-hmm. And you have to wake up, and the guy from Anytime said this to me a long time ago, he's like, I am responsible for everyone's P&L. Kind of directly, mm-hmm. maybe indirectly, but directly because they bought my operating playbook and I have to produce this playbook and right. I have to modify the plays. Totally. And every year's a new season and there's different ways that the, the, the field is, is structured and different competitors. And if I do, if I sign that franchise agreement, I'm also signing up for the franchise agreement on the other side, right? Um, In licensing, you're basically saying, hey, here's the sign. Good luck. You know, pay me a certain minimum and your upside, your upside, and it's upside for me. But don't call me if you're having like P&L problems because I didn't give you my, I didn't give you a P&L playbook, Right. right? So as you think about the amount that you care, the amount that you want people to be successful, um, you know, that you can really dive into their business, how much does that responsibility kind of weigh on you? And how do you, how, how has that kind of gone where people say, hey, look, you're kind of my safety net and you're my trampoline at the same time and I'm relying on you and, and how much that, the magnitude of that yeah, in us, closing. Yeah, to us it's exciting because that's why we went into franchising. That's why we went into, instead of just owning our own and, and, having like managers on the 25 locations, we love building strong business leaders. And we love the, just as much as we love exercise and nutrition, we love performance tracking. KPIs, really looking at like P&Ls. And then that like marketing plan, that guidebook is like, what we live, we wake up in the morning, we go to sleep thinking about it, and it yeah, is so like short, we're born. Every damn day, every damn day, we think about it. Yeah. We think about every one of our locations. We are constantly, every single human being that we know and that we meet, we're constantly trying to think about who's going to better who. So as you are 
introducing us to people, we're doing the same for every single one of our, our franchisees. So every day. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So in closing here, you got a, um, a, a quote that, uh, that we can take back to our quote library and to our, our Halo community here. Ooh, putting uh, us on you? the spot. So yeah, why not? I mean, you've been on the spot since I met you. What's different? Amen. Have I given you any lead time in anything? No. Yeah, so let's just, let's just give it. I think, you know, a quote that I like to live yeah, do by. that one. Do the, do the Thayer one. Mom, I got to call you right back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Is that enough time to distract the audience? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. We yes. like... It, our, our motto is strong bodies and powerful minds. So we like to build strong leadership and powerful businesses. And so it's that it is like our what we live by is strengthen your body, strengthen your mind, strengthen yourself as a leader wherever you are, whether you're Love a client it. or a coach or an owner is the stronger that you can lead yourself, the better that our world will be. Awesome. All right, well, I am excited that we are fast friends and we are going to conquer the world. And I love what yep. you guys are doing. I love the energy. Slaps the comedy to go along with it. And um, that, uh, you know, things are going to happen in this industry because people like you. So thanks for doing what you're doing. You. And so we're going to make it even bigger than it is. Yeah. All right, bro. Go Halo. One, two, three. Go, go Halo. Go Halo. Halo. <laughs>